0: Los Empacadores Sin Fronteras, dos papas dedicados al amor, la risa, y los empacadores de Green Bay.
1: Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. Two dads talking love, life, dedicated to the Green Bay Packers.
0: Go, Pack, go! Verde y Amarillo hasta la muerte. Let's do this. You know, it's it, from Wankin' Bake Studios in El Paso,
1: Texas. Here's the dummies. Oh, boy, boy, Something's always got to pass by. As soon as you turn on your mic, something passes by. Some big truck or something because passes some by. motorcycle Harley
0: dude that decides that he wants to make it really special drives by. You
1: get so, so so Bruce sounds like he's at the uh, bottom of the ocean in a submarine right now because he is in his uh, newly renovating, renovated, on the way, project in the works store, wake and bake in El Paso, Texas, and uh, it looks awesome. I- I'm super pumped, man. I, I think you're just going to be printing money. That's what I think, and uh, since. I mean, if I do remember correctly, this was hundred percent my idea. I do think I need <laughs> 25
0: percent. We started this pod is that we want to do this for a living. If I can sit in here, serve people coffee and gourmet desserts and CBD and get people high in El Paso, Texas and sit back and do my pod, then my life is complete.
1: Right? I have, I've got tickets for 70 million bucks tonight. Maybe that comes through. Maybe I don't have to worry anymore. Listen, I've been, uh, I, I listened to a couple of podcasts and you know, what's funny is, is they are now saying what you and I have been saying for about three weeks. Now, the Packers need to run the ball. The Packers need to be playing press coverage. The Packers can't be playing soft zone coverage. Weird. Hey, eh? so I guess the idea is, is listen to one of the other
0: podcasts and be about three to four weeks behind Bruce and me. Well, I've got the new, I've got the new hotness that we're going to talk about today as a motorcycle drives by Um, Here's the biggest thing that I've caught on to, and I don't know why we didn't catch it earlier, and we kind of alluded to it, but when Mercedes Lewis back in August mentioned that there are two playbooks, there's Matt LaFleur's and Aaron Rodgers' playbook, and I am done making excuses for this team, right? Yeah as you are and we have been kind of like it's been teetering but winning so we don't say shit but now all of a sudden we lost and it was an ugly loss and now everybody feels like we need to fucking talk about it my concern is this that i am going to hold first and foremost aaron Rodgers accountable yeah because matt lafleur as much as he comes up and they're obviously amazing at coming up with the game plan and the scheme to set up within the game Right, and We're not going to talk about in-game adjustments yet because that's a whole other topic. But at this point, Aaron Rodgers gets a play called into his ear. And every single time, the last five weeks, five weeks, Matt, not once did he run it with a stacked box. Not once. He checked out of it and passed every single time. And that's a decision he fucking made to not yeah. use the running back in the game. And I'm going to say it now. Saquon has the most yards. Aaron Rodgers is a better running back than Saquon Barkley. Aaron Rodgers or well, Aaron I think, Jones yeah. is Nick <laughs> Chubb. Yeah. Nick Chubb gets volume. If Aaron Jones had been paid with another team like the Jets or Miami, he would have had 33 fucking touches a game and would be leading the NFL in fucking touchdowns and yards. We have the best duo of running backs that we're not fucking using, even though the coaches preached it for fucking months.
1: I get it, man. And, you know, I think back to when Brett Favre was begging for a running back and we got Amon Green and Brett was like, I will hand it to Amon Green every day of the week. And Aaron, I look back at Eddie Lacey. I don't think if Aaron was healthy that rookie year, Eddie Lacey wins the rookie of the year. Because he wasn't – as soon as Aaron got back, he was only rushing eight to 12 times a game. And people go, oh, well, he got chubby. He got chubby
0: the next year and the next year because
1: he only had to run eight times a game.
0: And we were blaming McCarthy when we probably should have been Aaron uh, blaming Aaron Rodgers then as well.
1: I mean, you can see Myers puts this guy on skates on that fourth and two. Myers puts this guy on skates. There is a hole. I could have got those two yards. Here's the chink in the armor. So we go back to the first game and Jair says, Hey, I wanted to be on Jefferson, but apparently I've got to do things for the team. There, there's a conk. There's, there's one little, you know, crack in the army. Now we've got Aaron Jones and he says, third and two. He says, I put my money on it that myself or, or Dylan would get those two yards. He says, but Hey, I'm not the quarterback, and I don't see what the quarterback sees. What
0: he literally said. I did not. I don't know what Aaron saw. Yeah, but it is what it is. That was literally yep. quote. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean that I, that tells you right there when Aaron Jones, Mister Sir, Mister Salute, Mister Everything, comes out and says something like that then you know he's getting pissed because he leads the league in average yards per rush, but he is 19th in carries 19th. We have no one to throw to. And he is 19th. I would have bet my left nut that he would have been top five. In fact, I drafted him first overall because I thought Aaron Jones is going to get the ball 25 bloody times a game. It's going to be ridiculous. How many times it's going to be like, remember when LaDainia Tomlinson scored, 12 13 touchdowns or whatever I thought this is going to be ridiculous it's going to be just like right it's going to be just like when LaDainian Tomlinson
0: scored all those touchdowns dude and eight targets for 32 yards the last three weeks on top of that when Matt LaFleur said "Ooh, it's very possible that AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones are going to get 50 catches each explain to me why and this is like i talk to my kids about this all the time and everybody is and i'm dealing with this build out follow through on what you fucking say i don't care about what you're telling me anymore i need to see action and you talked about getting the backs as many touches as possible getting the ball into you know, two best players on offense right now which are Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon not Aaron Rodgers and you knew that which is why you were considering not paying him but now it's one all the other way you gave him all the autonomy and now your offense is the Aaron Rodgers offense not the Matt Lafleur offense yep yep
1: I mean you know one guy said Rodgers is acting like a guy who didn't want to come back, dragged his ass all summer, did everything but practice, showed up late, hardly participated. And you know what? I, I have to agree with you. It, to me, this doesn't look like his heart is in it. To me, this looks like he's like, ah, I can do this. I could do this with my eyes closed, back-to-back MVPs. Now, now, do I think he's going to wake up? I think he's going to wake up. Do I think he should have woke up three weeks ago? yes. Three weeks ago would have been a great time. Five weeks ago would have been a great time to wake the frick up. I think he's going to wake up and he's hearing the writing on the wall. I am a little disappointed in Pat McAfee not asking the tough questions such as how many times on run-pass option do you opt out of the run and go to a pass? How many times does Lafleur call a play in your helmet and you call something else? How many? And I know we're not going to get a straight answer, but I'd love to find out how many times do you think, and I put this post out and some ass hat had to make a comment. What is this supposed to be? Bah, 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 bah. Like he's defending Rogers. There's nothing to defend there. He's overthrowing. He's underthrowing. He's missing guys. He's doing the wrong read. For Christ's sakes, if you watch that final play, he touches his right shoulder and the entire defensive line of the Giants point to the guy that Rogers is about to try and throw to.
0: Yeah, you and I are done doing the last five weeks, what we've been doing is coming up with excuses because there's the hope that they're going to fix it until we see it. I don't believe it. And specifically, like, yeah, I mean, friend of the show, Wes Hotkowitz, not not really, but I did tweet him and say, dude, because he has a tendency, he's one of the few guys in that reporter room that ask questions that all of a sudden get these guys uncomfortable. Please ask Matt LaFleur how many times you send into play to that fucking helmet and how many times he fucking checks out of the run because he's done it every time there's a stack box. Dude, five weeks, five weeks, he's never run it against a stack box, five weeks. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We have to, you have to run
1: it on a stack box now and then. How many times did we stack the box on Saquon? almost every time. And in fact, the big one that he ripped off, we had nine in the box for that. The Bucks,
0: the Bears, the Patriots, they didn't stop running the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Second point that I've got for you because run game, I think we've exhausted this for the last year. Yeah. and a half. Fix um, it. <laughs> one thing that I thought this, this summer with the training camp and seeing how the defense was behaving and just their attitude and the offense kind of coming along and Matt LaFleur and what everybody was saying, one of the biggest things that I thought was going to change with this team at was the attitude and the show up and play kind of attitude. And my concern is this, I don't think it's the players. I think it's coming from Matt LaFleur in this sense that, and you alluded to it earlier, Jaw said it. Um, Mercedes has now said it. Uh, Bakhtiari has now said it. Aaron Jones has now said it, that they feel that they're just, one, remember they said one in, we're One, one You're one of 11 pieces, just do your job. The problem is that you have seven first round picks on defense. You have the two best players in your backfield, and you're not going, going to them and asking them to make a play, you're telling them just do your job and you're not letting these guys lose and the talent is not going to show up no matter how much talent you have. All you're doing is just plugging. It's like a fucking, what, what was the little, not Coleco, techno, the, the one that vibrated, the, the football game that vibrated with magnets and you would just put the little players on there and they all start fucking. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's what the fucking Packers are right now. They're just putting in there and you're fucking vibrating and you're not seeing anybody actually come up and make a play. You don't think that if you told Jair, after week one, when he fucking called his own coach out and said, I wanted to be on Jefferson. If this last game, you say, I need you to go make a fucking play, go man up that motherfucker and go stop that guy. You're not telling me that Jair wasn't going to step up. You're resting Rashawn Gary for third down, but guess what? There were no fucking third downs to be had because on first and second, they were fucking destroying you. And Rashawn Gary wasn't on the fucking field for how long Where I I was even worried that he was fucking hurt. Yeah.
1: You know, if a player calls you out after the first game and says, I should be on blah, 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 blah. I would have said, okay, we got the bears next. You're on Mooney everywhere. He goes. Right. And then as you go to the Patriots, okay, you're on Parker, you're on this guy. You're on that guy. You're on Slayton. I guess it would have been, and I would have run him up the gauntlet. And if he would have went 16 games in a row and he would have taken everyone down. Well, then I'm an idiot. But if he goes out there and he only performs once or twice, guess what, pal, we have to run the zone. You have to be able to put your money where your mouth is. And Barry's not doing that. Barry's going, it's going to be a soft zone. Uh, I know it's uh, second and four, but I want everyone to line up nine yards deep and we're just going to let the tight end run a crossing route right in the middle. He'll pick up six and then it'll be first down. And we'll start again with our pick of whatever we want this horse shit fucking tactic you have three of the best corners arguably in the league at least two of them and you can't get them and play press how come the giants played press and they put us to dirt how come the patriots play press how come every team in the league go take a look at the san francisco 49ers the team that 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 shut us down last year that completely shut us down they put four on the line stop the run they they go up and play man coverage they press and they and they press the guy right off the line. So he's got to make a couple extra steps and it throws off the timing and throws off the rhythm. And it gives a chance for your pass rushers to get after him. Not Barry. Barry goes, no, no, no. My pass rushers will be, you know, fighting for their lives because I'm only sending three against their six blocking. But don't worry, the quarterback immediately has any hot route
0: that he can think of because everybody's nine yards deep. That's it. it and, and they're, like, what, they're way too far up and our cornerbacks and safeties are way off. So there's plenty of states for them to fucking make whatever move they want and get their one or two yards of separation, which is wide open in the NFL. And all you need to do is just lob it over the line. Yeah. Every- yep. That's it. Just get it over the D line
1: who are gassed because, you know, they they, 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 the they they haven't been off the field. There's only two of them out there and five guys are just punching them into the earth. Right. I got an idea. Send Quay Walker on a blitz occasionally. I got an idea. How about Campbell? Campbell could blitz. Hey, did you know, you can send a safety or corner. You can send anyone, anyone, and we're not getting anyone coming off that blitz. Do you know what makes corners? Do you know what makes corners excited? Blitzing. Even yeah. if they don't get to the quarterback, if it's just in the playbook, they're excited. You call one of those. I would have called Jair Jair. 30 times against zappy i know jair was uh okay i would have called stokes two or three times against zappy against daniel jones i would have called jair 30 times i would have called his number a whole bunch of time anytime they move you over jair i want you to get right up on the line and just go right after that
0: fucking quarterback get him like a rabid dog dude like that sack negated by gary which was a huge fucking play in the game negated by a uh, Douglas, who had a bad game, but also he had a bad game because they're not letting him play. They're making him react as opposed to just play, just let him fucking play. But, you know, here's the, here's the stat of the week, and it's really the stat of the season for us, man. Okay. Because we talk about knowing game adjustments, right? Yep. None. Do you know what are ranked in second half points in the league? 22nd. We are 29th. tied Tie for twenty nine. Twenty I heard I heard special teams is ranked eleventh right now. Yeah, well we scored a seven. Does Rich
1: Bisach does he know how to
0: yes defensive coordinate? Fixed. Six special teams is fixed. There's yeah. a couple of tackles here and there, but nothing that's going to make us lose a game. Every single punt is inside the twenty, basically for fucking Pat O'Donnell. Apparently, he can hold the ball for Mason Cros- Crosby because he's he's perfect on the season. The Tennessee Titans have scored 2.8 points in the second half, average 2.8. The Rams four points in the second yeah. half. This is second half points, not a quarter. Second half points. And then we are tied with the Philadelphia Eagles with 5.8 points average in the second half as a team, 5.8, not even a touchdown.
1: Yeah. 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 It's, it's pretty, no adjustments, no game plan changes. No, Hey, you know what? Throw out the left side of the playbook. They seem to be all over the left side of the playbook. Let's stay on the right side of the playbook. Hey, you know what? Stop calling these plays and those plays because those ain't working. We got to go to this man. I don't I don't understand how in the first half Barry's a little aggressive and then we get to the second half and Barry's playing prevent the only thing prevent defense does is prevents you from winning period that's all it
0: does. And they've always said that and everybody says that. And these fucking coaches know it. They play football. You play the fucking game. You've coached the game your entire life. You've been in football since you're fucking nine years old and you don't know how to fucking play football. And what? And Pee Wee, you never adjusted when you played Pee-Wee football or in high school or in middle school or in college or at the NFL level, no team ever makes any adjustments because it sure as hell seems like the Tampa Bay Bucks, the Patriots, and the Giants. Oh. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs made some pretty good adjustments against the
1: Raiders uh, last night. Oh, man, did you see? Did you see what Devontae did?
0: Oh yeah, I tweeted that out right away. And that guy apparently is pressing charges. Well, of course, and, he's got thirty million dollars a year in his pocket. I, right? do the same thing.
1: I don't know if I would do that. I mean, Tay right. apologized. The guy had his head down. I mean, listen, I could argue both ways, but ultimately.
0: Tay should not
1: have shoved that guy. And that's what it comes down to. And I get it. It's frustrating. And when you're one and four, historically, you don't make the playoffs. I'll tell you who doesn't make the playoffs. Teams that go one and five, they have a 0% chance of making the playoffs. And I know you can sit here and go, well, they could win 11 historically in the NFL when you get to one and five, when you go, Oh, and four, those teams don't make the playoffs. So right now, Dan Campbell and those lions, you know, they seem like they're a better team but they just are not, they cannot seem to get, they they get the offense rolling and the defense doesn't show up. Oh, wait, we've heard this before. They get the defense going and the offense. Oh no, wait, we've seen this before, except we beat two teams. Right. Huh? Huh? Right. So I look at the way that the Packers are playing. And I think back to our preseason predictions and I believe I said we were going to be either 12 and five or 11 and six. And the only way to get there is by losing a couple of games. And one of these games is that loss right there is a fucking wake up call. Hello boys. We had a nice lead. We were rolling in the first half and then we came out completely fucking look like a monkey fucking a football out there. We need to, we need to fix this
0: immediately. 17 unanswered points. Dude, the Chicago bears are averaging 9.8 points in the second half. Yeah. Yeah, everything they're almost twice as many points in the second half than we are with a garbage team that has absolutely nothing at all.
1: Well, I love I love when they show the replays and they go, see how Dobbs is wide open right here. It's a walk-in touchdown, but he throws it in the dirt to Davis. See how you know Cobb is wide open over here, but he looks a different way. He's not seeing the field. Last year we said the same thing. The year before, we said the same thing. There's a certain point in the season where he gets laser focused and apparently it's not just yet.
0: Yeah, and there are some there are some positives in this game that I saw in terms of improvement, which made me feel like this is fixable, and a lot of it is we're gonna say it. Aaron Rodgers, stop fucking changing the play or Matt LaFleur, make the play and tell him, don't fucking check out of it. Do what I'm telling you to do, basically. However that fucking conversation has to go. But this is actually our third highest scoring um, grade as it just overall as a team when you put everything together. And even as shitty as the offensive, I mean, we should have been elite. We had such a great first half. Even so, our offense scored at a 75, but it's because we didn't score any points in the second half. The things that I'm liking here, are pla- our pass blocking is 81.8. That's the best grade that we've had all season. And here's my question to you. Why is it that Aaron Rodgers is feeling pressure and ghosts? As seasoned as he is, Matt, why is he feeling footsteps when there's no pressure anywhere near him? Explain that to me. Like, his footwork is back to shit, right? Like, well, this, is what,
1: this is what happens when you spend the summer on
0: ayahuasca. OK.
1: This is what happens. This is what happens. Instead of spending time with brand new wide receivers and working in trust and stuff. This is why I put out that poll of, do you think, I think the offense would look a little better with Jordan Love. I, I do. And this is why, because he wouldn't be opting out. They wouldn't be asking him to play hero ball. He wouldn't be trying 80-yard bomb after 80-yard bomb after 80-yard bomb. He would be taking the five and six yards and, uh, okay, this is the play. It's designed for the tight end. This is what I'm going to run Downset hot.
0: Here's my right? issue. The only issue I have with putting Jordan Love in there is, yeah, we'd run the ball. The offense would probably look a little bit better, but we'd probably have one or two turnovers a game, which is what Aaron Rodgers is pretty this much. This is what we got right now. But I anticipate that's going to get fixed by R- – like the turnover stuff I think we'll be able to fix. But putting Jordan Love in there does not improve this team because we still have Joe Barry in the defense It's going to have
1: – This is the thing. Everybody's screaming to trade for more or get Anderson. It doesn't change the fact that our defense should have held the Giants to 10 points that game, and instead they come out in the second half and they walked us down the field twice like, like we were nothing. Is there no pride? I mean, at at some point, Barry's got to at least get frustrated and say, listen, this guy's running so fucking much, I'm going to put 10 guys in the goddamn box. Nah, nah, he says, 2D linemen we will put the uh, linebackers into a deep zone. And, of course, uh, those linemen will be undersized. So that way they just get thrown around by the O-line.
0: And then we'll go, well, he only ran it for six. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that was the problem. Was we were actually holding Saquon in check, and he was hurt because they were fucking hitting him. He had 83 yards through three quarters. He left for a play, came back, and ripped off a 56-yard play because, why? you didn't stack the ball? You have a hurt running back that's coming back into the game that probably shouldn't be in there. And what do you do? You do exactly what you said. You drop everybody back, and you let the guy peel off a 56-yard game, and that's it. Game over. Terrible. Let's take a break.
1: G'day, this is Mel from Melbourne, Australia, and you're listening to Packers Without Borders. Go Pat, go! Thank you for listening to Packers Without Borders. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and anywhere else you get your favourite podcasts.
0: Also, you can find our merch on packerswithoutborders.myshopify.com and TeePublic if you want cups, mugs, and those types of things. You can also visit us on patreon.com Without packerswithoutborders and give us some money And audibletrial.com Without packerswithoutborders. Give them a click, check them out, try that 30-day free trial with them, and enjoy your books. You can also use coupon
1: code DOSPAPAS for all your Manscaped products. Peace and go Paco. It's from my guitar that's named Lucille.
0: Matt and Bruce. Matt and Bruce. Bruce and Matt. Bruce and Matt. Bruce and Matt. Matt and Bruce. Bruce and Matt. Matt and Bruce. Bruce and Matt. Bruce and Matt. Matt and Bruce. Matt and Bruce. Matt and Bruce. Bruce and Matt. Packers Without Borders. Packers Without Borders. Packers Without Borders. Packers Without Borders.
1: We're listening to my dad and his friend Bruce on Packers Without Borders. All right. Have you uh uh do we know any numbers yet from manscaped do we know anything out of manscaped if uh we are past our we are one day past. A, this is like checking the milk in the fridge you go to the date you go oh yeah it's just one
0: day smell it what does it smell like it smells like milk i don't know what sour milk smells like <laughs> you reach out to sam tonight and uh over at manscaped and say hey bro what's up bro how do we do uh,
1: do you have a big bag of money for us? Yeah, right. I'd like a big bag of money and uh, some more of that Baldy odor in. That's good. I saw uh, a couple of people uh, posted that they had uh, purchased some stuff. We really appreciate that. That's uh, that's uh, we, we love it, man. Shout out to you guys. Yeah, but Brett, uh, Carla, uh, Carla, I think uh, Colton, yeah. I think uh, I think uh, uh, Jamie Cheesebutt. She got some stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I can't remember who. I'm just calling out names now. I know Mel. Mel from
0: Australia, she bought a whole, th- I know I have no idea. No, but thank you guys, <laughs> because I'm pretty sure with everything that we had leading up to, because we have had just overwhelming support with everything we guys ask you. I just, I know we sound like a broken record with this stuff, but you have no idea how humbled and grateful we are that you guys are just always, and you've got our back and it is humbling. It's- Absolutely. So what, uh, so you're, you're at the shop today. What, what, what else is going on? Let's see. My kids are still on their fall break for two weeks. So this is their, they were off last week and they were on this week. And I have had my little one, she laid half of this floor with me on Saturday by herself with me, just hooked me up and helped me late. So she knows now knows how to lay tile, how to cut tile. Like she knows how to do flooring, which is part of what I like to do with my kids, man. Like I Whether you're a girl, like my girls know how to pump gas. They know how to change a tire. They now know how, like my youngest one knows how to lay tile. We're going to own our own business and it's going to be a family business and you're going to work your fucking ass off. My oldest daughter who's working at Chick-fil-A just got an amazing message last night. You know, I picked her up, whatever, at 11 o'clock because we're letting her work late this week because there's no school. Yeah. Um, And her manager literally said we had a manager's meeting and you are the best employee we've ever had says the fact that you go above and beyond on everything that we ask, you know, because like she closes a lot of times because she's like, you know, yeah, and she's supposed to leave at ten. I don't pick her up until like she's like, I'm done, and it's ten thirty, so she's staying thirty minutes longer to make sure everything's done to fix things, and and yet so, her room
1: is a mess at home.
0: Yeah, of course, <laughs> I mean, exactly yeah, my wife and I started talking about this, and we're like, no matter how hard it is as a parent. And how much you fucking fight and you argue and you're fucking constantly drilling into them, as long as from the outside world the perception is that they are being raised properly with values from their house. No matter how much they fight us on it, it means that they learn enough to go out and be a productive person because once we're gone and out of this world, at least those values are established. So I'm gonna have a hardworking girl, you know, like hardworking girls that are independent that don't need to depend on anybody to do anything because. That's how you find a good relationship, right, man? Like when you were in your good place where you were settled in, where you felt you were good, your wife as well was where she needed to be. And of course, there's growing pains because you're growing with the person and you're living with them and you're having to compromise, but you were settled in where you are. You'll always find somebody, regardless of whether that's young or old, but you need to find your center. And that's what I want for my girls. It's like, you do what you want to do. You finish school. You do, you find, you want to travel the world, travel the fucking world, you know, like before you settle down. But once you find that happy place is when you're going to find somebody who's in their happy place. And that would, that's what creates like a long-term beautiful relationship because you're going to go yeah. a lot of times.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, oh, I've had, I've had my, my last 10 days have not been good 10 days, but at the same time, I'm trying to cram in a whole bunch of projects before it's almost like up here, I, I, you know, for your Canadian listeners, everybody knows that uh, it's any day now for winter where we are now in that zone, but it's like the beginning of a, you know, the, you know, remember when your wife is pregnant and they said, okay, June 1st, your daughter's going to be born and you get to the beginning of May and you're like, I'm in that window. it's, It's any day now could be, could be tomorrow could be 30 days from now could be two days from now. Right. We're in that window and we could get snow any day and I've still got 10 days worth of project work left to do. And they're calling for snow and rain every day this week, but it's gonna be warm during the day, like 10 degrees, but it's gonna slow everything right freaking down. So I know I'm not having as bad a day as I am, but because I'm so stressed trying to get this in, because the last thing you want to do is start handing back deposits because you weren't able to complete the work. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. Cause you're, you always, and you do this with your business. And it's what I've always done is you under promise and over deliver, you know, yeah. that's the key to any, any relationship or business or when you open your mouth, because if you over promise and even though you did well, if you didn't do what you're supposed to do, you're always yeah. getting fucking go. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. No, but I did. Uh, I did get a uh, phone call from a, a customer, a few, few houses down actually, who was using a competitor who was out here. And I know you and I talked about mm-hmm. my competitor that was out here. There's a couple of, uh, there's a couple of uh, my competitors in town here. It's, it is a small town, but it's got about, you know, I don't know, about 5,000 people in it. So, you know, there's probably about 2000 homes. It's a little bit of a market. I mean, I'm inside the city and that's where 99% of my money comes from, but out here I've been making a kind of, you know, a little bit of a living just around town here working away so uh one of my competitors he was very nice guy and uh shook hands and i said listen if, if i if i don't uh, you know if i get booked up or whatever i'll, I'll send people to to you yeah. and he's like ah, i'd appreciate that and uh, i did that if you remember we talked about that last summer and, and he came to me him and his wife came to me and they were like you filled our entire schedule up with the overflow work because we do a lot of advertising, right? Like I spend a lot of money in advertising. And, and when you Google the work that I do in my town, I'm first, right. In every category I I spend the money and they came to me and they were super excited. They said, man, you, you just paid my mortgage for the rest of the year. Like, how do I thank you? And I said, just do a good job, man. Just do a good job and keep it going. I firmly believe that good competition is is good for both of us. We can both grow. There's plenty of work we can both eat. And then I have one competitor that's here and he had, and I say had, because I have it now, but he had the lion's share of work in town Mm -hmm. and I wasn't trying to take it from him. And he was, he was deadly sure that, yep, this guy's taking it from me. I said, no, 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 I didn't even remember. I moved, I moved here. And for the first year that I moved here, I didn't even advertise once that I was doing work out here. I let them continue to have it. My trucks were driving around town and stuff. Oh, well, right. Didn't advertise. And then I explained, listen, I'm going to start advertising because I'd like to do work around here. And I started advertising and this guy, basically, you can go to my website and see all my pricing. And he changed all of his prices to 50 cents, exactly 50 cents cheaper on every single one of my prices. Right. And I kind of rolled my eyes. I was like, whatever. So then this guy started undercutting me on a bunch of work and Mm -hmm. I started getting really upset about it. And so I called him and I said, Hey, you know what? We don't have to cut each other's throats. You have your price. I have my price. If you know, somebody's trying to rake you over the coals, walk away. I said, they'll have to pay a proper price. And he told me he was going to run me out of town and a bunch of other stuff. And I said, this is what I'm going to do. I said, I'm going to go around. I'm going to find every one of your customers in town. And I'm going to tell them that I'm going to do all the work that you do for free for a year because I have enough business in the city to float my business while I do this for free. He goes, uh, I said, how many years can you work without making any money? Uh, I said, let's not do this. Let's not butt heads. And he, he shook my hand. And this is a man thing. You men out there, you know, when you shake another man's hand, that's an agreement. That's a bond. That's it. You're going to stick to it. He shook my hand and then he undercut me. So I went right to that customer and I did their lawn for the entire summer for free. I took them right away. And then I just signed that customer to a $2,000 uh, full meal deal the other day. But anyway... I got a phone call today from one of his customers that wasn't happy and they complained about all the service and work that he did. And I was thinking, gosh, you know, we had a really bad year too. It was a lot of rain. We couldn't get a lot of the work done. We wanted to get done on time. I had some staffing issues. I'm still dealing with staffing issues. And uh, then he showed me his lawn and it was just destroyed. And I thought, sweet, the pressure's getting to him. (laughs) I'm evil like that. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, you do things the right way, man. And you sleep well at night and there's nothing you need to worry about. You don't need to look over your shoulder because the truth always comes out. And that's with everything, dude. Like if, if you talk shit about that, that client was going to go to him and say, oh, well, turf boss said this, yeah. there's none of that. And no. you, you call your client, dude, I didn't say shit. You can tell him exactly what I said. You here, let me put him on the phone. Let me put you on speaker. I've never talked yeah. poorly. Ever. You, I don't. Like, I can already tell you, man, with, I, you know, I want to use local businesses, dude. So I go to all the local roasters and there's one big company, my competitor here. You know what their name is? Hmm. 210 Coffee.
1: Okay. Oh, Bastardos. We must burn
0: their place down. And I'm curious to see why, right? Because it does not out of San Antonio, which is, but whatever. So I go to uh, one of the roasters here who makes some pretty good coffee that I like. It's called Real Grand Roasters, and I go to them and I'm talking to them, letting them know what I want to do. Won't do business with me. I go to another one, won't do business with me. Go to another one, won't do business with me. So they're like, no, you know. And two tens closed. And I shouldn't be saying their name out loud, but yeah, yeah. They, there's nothing that they're doing wrong. It's just, they have a pretty good corner on the market. Right? So what did I do yesterday? I went to Juarez and I met a roaster over there. That is the number one roaster in all of Mexico, it turns out. And he's got a social media presence of half a million people and he does YouTube videos and he's going to train my wife and he starts explaining coffee to me, man. And he's like, Oh, we can do this and we can do that. And it's Turkish, but you need to do this. And he just kind of just filled my head. And I was just like, see, I didn't even have to worry about anything that just came to me. Because yeah. what happens is when you just, you genuinely try not to fuck somebody over and do stuff the right way. Just, dude, the, the security guy that I just met for the door for this 24 seven hour thing, the guy comes up here. And he's like, man, I see that you're putting your entire life into this. He's like, yeah, dude, I've got the system right there that's sitting there um, that I was gonna give to somebody else, but I'm gonna let him know that he needs to wait six weeks And I'm going to go ahead and give it to you. And I'm going to give it to you at cost just because I know what you're doing. Cost. No money. Not charging me. Like he's giving it to me at cost just to help me out. Same thing with the electrician. Same thing with the – like everybody is just – when they see you trying to do stuff. And I'm very genuine, man. You know, like that's something I can't change. And people feel it. And it has been a godsend because my wife is just – like, she's like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, she's excited, but it's just so overwhelming for her and me. Like, it's not overwhelming because I'm used to doing 30 things at the same fucking yeah. time. Yeah. Like, it's just, she's like, you're just re- like right now. I had to come here. That's why I'm recording here. Because a guy called me. He's like, dude, I can only meet you right now. Let's fucking go. You know? And she's like, yeah. I was like, no, I haven't eaten. I'll eat when I get home. Don't worry about it. Right, So she worries about that stuff. And then she's worried about the girls. I was like, don't worry about the girls. The girls are gonna be in the shop with us in the office that I'm gonna make with little bass desk for them in the back to do their homework. And when they're done with their homework, they can come out and they can help people and serve people. And that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna to get to know people. And it's, I've taken that from you, Matt, in the sense that you always answer your phone, no matter what it is, good, bad, you don't hide, which is something I've always done as well. But still like that's something with you seeing your successful business with my clients. You know, I had 13 years working with doctors and they called me at 11 o'clock at night. I answered, you call me at three in the morning. I'll be there at three in the morning, whatever you need. So I've got that attitude. So for me now I'm going to be working seven to seven and eventually. And then I need to close the books and I need to send off inventory and I, you know, I need to still do all that stuff, but I'm already working 16 hours a day anyway. And it's just, it's been such a nice breath of fresh air that there's still human beings out there that think like us where it's a small business owner. Like I understand that I was with, I was just like you 30 years ago. I was just like you 15 years ago. I just started a year ago and I was getting fucked. And now I'm finally where I need to be so I can help you out. Because they know, like you said, that client's gonna call and guess what? Now I'm a good client. I'm going to say, dude, you need to go. Do you know anybody that knows plumbing yet? Yeah, you need to call this guy. You know anybody? You need to call this guy. You need to call this guy. And that's what you do. It's all word of mouth.
1: Word of mouth is my biggest advertiser. Word of mouth is my biggest advertiser. I pay for advertising out there nose. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter ads. Uh, 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 flyers, uh, Google. Kijiji ads, Google ads. I, it, it's a lot of money, man. I think it's like $1,600 a month. And you know, what's funny is when I started my business, I was like, I w- I'm hoping to make $1,600 a month. That would be good. That would help out the family. I could stay at home with the kids. Now I shell out in advertising $1,600 a month. I just shake
0: my head. Right. Because it's, you're, you own it. And It's not going to fail. Your business is never going to fail because you're the one that's fucking doing it, dude. Like there's nothing can stop you. And that's what I try to tell my kids. If you set your mind to something, nothing's going to fail. Like if if we're not making money, guess what? I'm going to go pound the pavement and I'm going to start doing catering jobs, whatever. I'm just going to fucking sell. It doesn't matter. I'm going to get it fucking done, man. And you
1: figure it out. You figure it out. Right. And like I said to you, when you get to those lulls, because it happens, you get a lull. I get a lull. You know, it hasn't happened lately, but I get a lull and I sit down and I go, my phone isn't ringing. So then I start at the beginning. Okay. Have I done all my ads? Are they all current? Do they look good? Okay. Yes, they do. All right. That's done. How's my website look? Okay. My website looks a lot better. I did a bunch of work on the website this weekend. It looks a lot better. Okay. What about this? Does this work? as soon as you start going through the very beginning, again, the universe recognizes that positivity and that hard work you're putting into your business. And it comes back. Yep. It comes back and helping people out along the way. That's kind of part of it. You know, I, 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 I said to you, and I know I've said before, you know, you're out plowing around in trucks and you've been working for 16 hours and you're ready, you're ready for bed. And the day is almost over and you drive down the street and there's some, 80 year old man with basically a spoon trying to shovel a hundred foot long driveway. That's 10 feet wide and it's knee deep. And I can hear my grandmother's voice and I can hear my mother's voice in my head going, Matthew, you got to stop. And I go, yeah, hang on. And I back the truck up and I plow the guy out completely. And then they try and give me money and I just drive away. And it's like, no, I just can't see that happen when I could do it in a minute. And I get a lot, of great reviews. And those great reviews come from people who never paid. Yeah. <laughs> right. People who were never customers who didn't want to be customers. And then all of a sudden, one day I was driving by and I thought, man, I could help them. I got a great review. One time we were watching this old guy. He was pushing uh, this, one of those, you know, those push lawnmowers there, you just push it and the wheels, turn the blades, right? Yeah. Okay.
0: 100% no motor.
1: Oh yeah. So his lawn is like the size of my lawn. It's huge. It's like, you know, it's like half an acre and, uh, it's probably like knee high and he's going one foot at a time back and forth. And I, we drove past him to go to this guy's customer's house. We worked on the customer's house and an hour later, we came driving back and man, he's maybe moved 20 feet. Yeah. And I stopped the truck and I said, boys, we got to get, we pulled all the gas equipment out. And in 15 minutes, we buzzed it right down, cleaned it all up, put it in bags for the guys. The guy wanted to give us beers and stuff. We can't take that on the road. We can keep it working or whatever. But I got a, a Facebook review, a Google review, an Instagram review. And I got a notice from the mayor's office that I was, my name was put in for a mayor's citation for that. How do you like that? And all I thought to myself was is we got to help this guy out, right? We got to help this guy out. We can't just leave this guy. And that's all you got to remember, man, is that right now you're that guy that I I just, if you give me just a little bit of, if you give me an inch of room, I will make that inch of room work. I will work it like you've never bloody seen. So if you can give me just a little bit of a heads up, a little bit of help or something, I'm going to work it to death. Don't you worry. I won't let you down. And then when you get to that spot, and you can turn around and look behind you. You can pull that guy up a little bit. You can go, you know what, brother? Instead of buying this security system, get this. You know what really worked for me? Don't go with this coffee maker. Get that coffee maker. Yeah. You know, instead of doing this, turn, turn your hours. Don't even open till noon. Or you know what? Or don't even stay open past three o'clock or w- whatever it is, right? It's that experience. It's that knowledge. It's that, you know, and, and you're going to find it too. And a year from now, you're going to go, boy, if I knew what I knew now. Right. And and I've been saying that I say that every year with my business, I go, you know, if if I could start today, you know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, if I could start
0: today with what I know now, a billionaire, billion, billion. If I knew today, what, I, if I knew yesterday, what I know today is, is how fast it is right now, dude. It's like, fuck, I've, I had 35 things to do and I literally finished 22 of them. But those 22 things that I finished, now my list tomorrow is 67 things, dude. Like, yeah. but, it doesn't stop. Like, one of the things is that I've taught my wife, because I'm so, like, I'm not social in the sense of hanging out. But if I run into somebody, I'll have a conversation with every person I've run into. The AT&T internet guy today that installed it. Had a conversation with him. The guy can't sleep, dude. So I started explaining to him the different cannabinoids and everything, the CBG and CBN, CBC. And he's like, yeah, you know, and I quit drinking and I don't smoke anymore. And he's like, I stopped doing drugs like 10 years ago. And I had the conversation with him. He's like, I'm definitely coming here with my wife. And I said, look, man, we can tailor this like an antibiotic for you. You tell me what you need. I'll mix it for you. And I'll make it special for you if it's that bad. And I wrote my And I let him know, I said, Hey dude, this is what's going on. This guy has this, 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 and this. And he's like, you need 40% CBG, 10% CBD, and you need about 60% or 50% CBN. And we'll see. And he's like, what does he like? Does he like like fruit? Does he like chocolate? What does he like? So I wrote the guy. I was like, Hey man, like what's he's like, Oh, I love chocolate. I was like, dude, how about a mocha protein, hemp protein shake with this stuff? Sure. The guy's going to ship it to me, you know, just in a little package for him. I would say, Hey dude, try this out. It works because the second it works for him whether it works or and if he says it doesn't work that's good for me too
1: yeah well that's the thing is you can't try all of your products i mean i'm going to attempt yeah. i'm going to attempt it in 48 hours <laughs> over 48 hours i'm going to attempt every product that you have you may you may need to
0: get a bib and a mop Well, (laughs) the stuff in the coffee shop is all CBDs, medicinal, but the vending machine for the take and bake is, dude, I didn't even know we can do that. That's all I have to say. (laughs) Yeah, It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome, brother. Thanks for the support, man. You and I talked about this probably, what, about six months ago when we were talking about doing something and, you know, it's been conversations with you it's been obviously conversations with my wife conversations with myself conversations with god but um i'm gonna cry dude because i really appreciate you man i love you too brother there's
1: no reason for you to cry listen man man. you've got your you've got you've got your kids you've got your wife and you've got you and it's you that you're betting on here man and you ain't gonna and you ain't gonna fail you ain't gonna fail Right, and mm-hmm. I've even said, I've even said, I want a piece of this business because I know, I I know a winner when I see one. Romeo Dobbs, Bruce Edmonds, this is what I'm saying, right? So you want to sell me a piece of the business? You just write up the paperwork, and I've got a great big fucking check for you. Oh, I we just guarantee open you up that. A fucking franchise over
0: there, dude. We just take. Care there you
1: of go. Care. There you go. There you go. We'll call it Wake and Bake
0: Two. That's right. <laughs> a. What well, Wake and Bake a. a? Wake and Wakey Bakey. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much, man. And Dude, this podcast has been a godsend for us, I think. As, as hard as it's been and how much time and commitment, and it is. It, there's a sacrifice involved with this with our families and trying to get this scheduled and with work and figuring everything out. But totally worth it, man. And God put you in my path for a reason, and I'm really grateful for it, man.
1: God put you in my path, too. And uh, I think it's mostly so that it uh, pisses off your wife.
0: <laughs> you know, there's like this homie. Hermene- <laughs> if we're talking it's like phone call
1: yeah yeah oh yeah no i'm surprised i'm surprised you haven't uh, picked up your phone like you usually do usually we're on the podcast and bruce will pick up the phone and he'll show it
0: to me and it'll say paul <laughs> and it's his wife yeah <coughs> well we finished with the bromance buddy but we needed some sort of positivity out of this last yep. week let's see what fucking happens we're playing the jets The h-i-t-s shit shit shits on a sunday Hopefully that's what we see. You got an early prediction? I have no fucking clue. I want to see the chatter from the players before I make a prediction. I'm not concerned about injuries. I'm not concerned about anything. I'm concerned about what players are saying. I don't trust a coach speak anymore. I'm not going to listen to the fucking coaches. I'm not going to quote Matt LaFleur. I want to see what the fucking players are saying. And right now the players are bitching.
1: Uh, I've got a prediction. Go. 38-10. Green Bay. I think they bounce back and they blow it out of the water. And for once we see some blitzing for once we see some pressure. And for once we see the foot on the gas throughout the second half. Now, is it going to stay? No, because I think Barry is a, is a positional coach who is now calling uh, defensive plays and he's not exactly sure why they seem to be working.
0: Okay. That's what I think. My predictions on the other side, which is why I'm waiting right now.
1: Whoa. Wow. 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 Wow.
0: Wow.
1: Whoa! wouldn't that be bad? Do we see a mid season? Do we, this is what I'm, this is what I'm thinking. And I want everybody to kind of think about this before we sign off here. Goot has been taking fire for all of these first round draft picks for all of these defenders that he's picking. And this defense is not performing half as good as it should be. At what point does Goot go? I don't care. Lafleur, if you back this guy or not,
0: he's got to go. It's going to come to that point because, like I said, I am mentally not making any more excuses and no more assumptions with the team until I see it. So, right now, this team cannot beat the Jets, who just put up a 40 burger last week. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Against a pretty good team. Yep. Yeah. All right. 175 in the books. Wednesday's podcast Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast in the world. If you got any questions for us for mailbag, don't forget you can send them to us at Packers without Borders at Outlook.com. You can find us at Borders Packers on Twitter, Packers Without Borders on Facebook, Packers Without Borders on Instagram, Packers Without Borders merch on Instagram.
0: Packers <sighs> Without Borders at myshopify.com. You should all already be getting your shirts. I saw that they were delivered today, except for three shirts still kind of floating in the mail for some reason, but make sure to post those pics of your, of your uh, merch for us. And uh, really appreciate it. Patreon.com. Front slash Packers Without Borders. Thank you guys so much for the support there. And we're out. Peace. Go Pack Go. This has been
1: Packers Without Borders. Try and be kind to one another. Try and love each other. And go
0: Pack Go. Esto ha sido Empacadores Sin Fronteras. No se les olvide. Cuidarnos unos a los otros. Hasta luego.